Hi there and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast. It's so exciting to have you here today. We are up to episode 197. I can't believe how close we are to the number 200. It's kind of scary, but so excited all at the same time. I better get my um, plan and game plan sorted for the 200th podcast because it's a big one and I'd love to involve you guys somehow. So keep an eye out for that. So what do we have coming up? Um, this week in Christian Women. So we've got uh, a webinar coming up, which is actually today, but we will record it and turn it into a mini course. And it's all about practical tools and tips to help you study the Bible. Now, this isn't um, aimed to make you feel guilty for not reading the word or feel like you've got another thing to add to you to do this. But what it is going to do is going to empower you to get into the depths of the word with tools that will help you do that and then tips of how you do that. So you can sign up for that for free. Absolutely no selling in this webinar. Just want to empower you and your walk with God and give you some tools that I found helpful along the way. So today we are joined by a very special lady who is calling from all the way from the US, bless her soul. Um, and it's late at night. Um, but the big mission that this lady is on is helping women experience community through monthly gatherings to drink wine responsibly and to talk about Jesus. And her favorite thing to do on the weekend is farmer's market and late life. Ooh, I'm excited to hear what late life is all about. Um, welcome to the podcast show, Lexi Bazaar from Wine Courage. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on this show. And Sarah Jane, you're already a saint for just putting up with me. I am usually very organized and timely. And I was late to this meeting because it is 10 p.m. Um, on a Monday night. And I am just all out of sorts right now. So I am excited to jump in and just get to know you, a fellow believer, a fellow woman in business, and just someone who has a heart for the kingdom. Um, just looking at your uh, website and your social media. I was in, in the podcast, just drawn to who you are and how you're equipping women. And so I am so excited and honored to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So just quickly share with me before we get into the meet, what is lake life as in life by the lake? Uh, yes. Stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, um, Florida, I'm, I'm from central Florida. So everyone thinks when you live in Florida, you live by the beach. And I actually grew up on the lake, which is basically fresh water instead of salt water. And we grew up, um, kind of tubing, um, like where there's this big blow up tube that you pull behind a jet ski or a boat or, um, on usually on a, um, a speedboat or a wakeboarding boat or some kind of pontoon. So like a lounging type of boat. And just that has been, um, that was kind of the way I was brought up and raised on the lake. And so I love any body of water, but mostly fresh water, which is, um, definitely I'm, I'm definitely the rare, form of uh, Floridian when most people would say that the ocean is what fills their soul or gives them rest and peace. <laughs> and for me, it's the lake, the dirty, brown, gross looking water um, that alligators swim in. That's oh, where I find peace. Yeah. Do you have alligators at the lake? That was going to be my next question. So you- Absolutely. They're yeah. everywhere. Um, yes, um, it is. It's kind of one of those things that you're so used to it that 
it doesn't really bother you. But if you think about it too much, it does bother you. So when you're in the weeds and things like that, um, then you got to stay away. But if you're in the middle of the water, they kind of aren't going to bother you. So it's kind of this knowledge that you might be swimming with them, but there's not, it's not a big, it's not a big issue. I would say in Florida, (laughs) dog attacks are much more likely a car accident, much more likely not so much on the alligator attacks. It's exactly like sharks in Australia. Yes. You know, yes, it's uh, true. And sometimes, you know, people get nibbled. Um, <laughs> limbs. But um, I, for one, I love the way you just said that. Kind of girl. So, like in Australia, all along the coast, well, in New South Wales, um, there's like actual swimming pools made into the rock. So, like the salt water splashes into them, but there's like generally no sharks in there at all. So you can like get the benefits of salt water, but not feel like you're going to die and you can float (laughs) and relax like best thing since sliced bread. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's cool. So God's taking you on a bit of a journey um, to get you to wine courage. I'd love for you to share with our audience kind of, I guess I love to hear from beginning to end. So take us through how, Hmm where you were in life, what happened in the middle, how you got to Wine Courage and then where you are now and what it is that you're doing. Oh, such a rich question. And um, God has just been all over it. Um, I grew up in a Christian house and um, that it is sometimes a good and sometimes not a good thing. And then you go on this journey with God. And, um, and for me, I'm very thankful. My parents are, we're both strong believers, both very hospitable and generous with their time, talents and treasures. And so I, um, grew up in a home that the, there was always an open door policy. And I was really grateful to see my parents just welcome people from all walks of life, um, all socioeconomic backgrounds, all racial backgrounds, and just see the way that they um, just set the table and just created space for people to be exactly who they were. And they're both very, um, they're very driven. Uh, Both my parents are entrepreneurs, which is where I get it from. I don't think I could live um, and not be an entrepreneur. It's just in my blood. Um, I tell people I am literally the worst employee you could ever have. I've tried so many times to be an employee and it just never works. And I'm like, God, if you want me to be an employee, I will do it. I will surrender. I will figure this out. Um, But I'm also an eight on the Enneagram. So I'm just not really... uh, I'm not really employee material. So after um, several years of just really trying my hand at different things, even in ministry, nonprofit world, and just really trying to figure out, God, where do you have me? Because I feel um, I feel so um, passionate towards entrepreneurship and equally as passionate about ministry and what does this look like? And so um, through lots of different job transitions and a husband that is very, very patient um, uh, in early 2020, I started just a group of girls. Um, I have a, a three-year-old and almost two-year-old and uh, just gathered a bunch of my friends that half of them have had kids and were married and half of them were my sister's friends that were not single and not married without kids. And I just said, you know, let's just gather our friends together over a glass of wine and let's talk about our goals. Let's talk about the things that we feel like as women that we want to accomplish and just have a really encouraging community of women with an underlining, um, faith impact. And so we weren't expecting that people would be believers when they were in our group, but we would be talking about Jesus. And so, um, 
January of 2020, we launched our first gathering and there was 12 women in my um, living room and we just had a blast. We talked about prayer. We talked about goals. We talked about life. We talked about great things that we're celebrating. We talked about things that were total bummers. We talked about big fears. Um, and it was just this really great, um, great culture and this great atmosphere of women that were gathering for the purpose of having a good time, but also with a, with the purpose of growing as, um, as women and not women, um, that sometimes, and this can be really, really helpful, but sometimes women gather because of, um, being moms or women gather because they're single or women gather because I mean, fill in the blank. And I wanted something a little bit more diverse, um, when it came to thought. And so I was really, um, I was really grateful that me and my sister were in different seasons of life. We were able to pull both of our girlfriends, groups of girlfriends together and it worked. And I think that just the sake of, um, for the sake of just women that wanted to love on each other, hear from one another, learn from one another, pray for each other. And so about six months in, um, which was last, um, summer, I had a girlfriend say, Hey Lex, like I have a friend in Texas that is really interested in what you're doing. Would you be interested? Would you be open to talking to her? She doesn't have to share the same name as us, but um, would you be interested in kind of showing her the ropes? And I, a light bulb went off and I was like, this could multiply. What we're doing is so unique and it's so fun and it's so um, life-giving for for me, the host, and also for other women. So what we do, um, Wine Courage, is a monthly gathering for women to drink wine, be encouraged, and encounter Jesus. And so we have a saying, we love Jesus, you don't have to. Um, we do believe that... Um, that salvation comes through Christ alone, but to be a part of our community, we're not forcing anything on you when it comes to your faith background um, or when it comes to your faith, but we welcome women from all different backgrounds. And so even though we are, um, we are, uh, strong believers in the, the Trinity and, um, in salvation through Christ alone and, and we have these core beliefs, we welcome people from any different denomination and faith background. And um, we meet women where they're at. And so I think that there's something really um, welcoming about that. But also, um, I have to say that the genesis of this whole thing, like, why did I want to start this is just feeling this deep burden in my heart for ministry. Um, but I was a part of a ministry that was just not very fun, if I'm being honest. And I was just in a season where I have two young kids and I have a lot of Bible in my life. I have a lot of Christian in my life. I have a lot of very purpose-driven things in my life, but I didn't have a lot of fun in my life. And so I was like, I am, I am just uh, convinced that there needs to be something in the Christian world that is both equally fun and life-giving, lighthearted, and um, just full of laughter and joy as there is depth and discipleship and, um, and women that are learning from one another. And so birthed was wine courage. And so we laugh our heads off and we have a total blast together, but we're also the community that we cry together and we truly, truly are there for one another. 
And so um, in August of 2020, uh, we hosted a, an online training for one hour on Zoom just for anyone that was interested in learning about launching a group. And we had 10 women that joined that first training. And now we are um, at almost 20 groups um, around the US in six or seven different states and just rapidly growing. And I think that it's really simple um, because our model is really simple. We don't, we're not looking for perfection in our host. Um, we are just looking for women that are um, have a heart for women and hospitality and generosity. And then women that love wine usually have a little bit of a, I don't, I don't know if edge is the right word, but just kind of more laid back and a little bit more fun. Don't take themselves too seriously. And then Christ, which is what really, really bonds us and why we, um, why we hope to gather and, and who we hope to be more like in this process. And so that's the long winded version of kind of the genesis and a little bit about us and in the culture and kind of how it all got started. Um, and a little bit about me. That's awesome. So if a lady's listening today and they think, oh, I love wine and you sound like my type of people, do you have to pay to join in in the sessions or is it free to just come and drink wine and enjoy yourself? True. Such a great question. And so right now our our model is that it's completely free. We just um we just applied for our nonprofit status um in the US. And so we are hoping that um that through this um organization we're able to bless women with a lot of leadership development and a lot of um ministry um, resources and content and videos and lots and lots of different things, um, at no cost. There may eventually just, um, because I've heard, I, I love listening to people like Dave Ramsey and different, um, different people that talk about how, when, when someone has skin in the game, it actually helps them to have more buy-in. And so for that reason, and that reason alone in the future, we could have a very minimal buy-in for like a membership. Um, but I really, I really want to reach as many people as possible. So as long as we can sustain it financially, um, we are ran, um, we are ran by our hosts and by our leadership team. And so, um, because women, are welcoming women into their homes. The only cost associated with it is really um, opening their doors. And then if everyone grabs a bottle of wine, then <laughs> everyone's kind of splitting the cost. And so the content is free. The training is free. We do a one hour host training and then we have ongoing resources and leadership development. And we're um, having a host training um, or a host retreat in Florida in a couple of months. And I'm really, really excited about that to gather our hosts from around the country to ki kind of meet and um, just talk talk through what's going well, what's not going well. How can we um, serve one another from a distance and and just build this community that we we truly believe is um, is just so so encouraging. That's awesome. Good on you. So, um, can you share with us then five tips on your craft um, that will benefit our listeners today? Hmm. Pearls of wisdom. 
Oh, thank you. Um, well, I am a big b- believer in building a, a building community. And so Wine Courage is all about building community. But if if wine is not your cup of tea or glass or whatever you want to call it, um, then building community is biblical. And we see that everything that Jesus did was in community. And even God himself exists in um, in community, being the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we, um, we do believe as um, followers that we are called to that. And so it would make sense for us um, to strive for um, and to look for people that are going to help us grow and um, in, in especially grow in our walk with, with God. And so um, one of the things that I would, um, a tip that I would give is just look for common ground for us in our community. It's wine. Um, we love wine. We love Jesus. And um, that's a common ground for us. But for some people it's over sports, volleyball, for some people it's, we're creative. Some people it's, um, beer, some people, you know, fill in the blank. What is that common thing that unites you with the people in your, um, in your community and really, really focus on that and build something around those special interests. Um, welcoming. It needs to be something that feels really, really warm and inviting. For us um, at Wine Courage, we really want women, um, like I said, from all faith backgrounds to feel comfortable being around us. And Christians sometimes get this um, terrible word thrown on them, which is oftentimes true, is judgmental. And so we really want to, we want to stand for truth, but we want to do it in a way that's really encouraging and welcoming. And then uh, third is hospitality and generosity. You can bring hospitality and generosity wherever you are, whether you're meeting at a coffee shop, you're meeting at your church, you're meeting in a park or fill in the blank. Um, you can bring the spirit of hospitality and generosity wherever you are. And so um, just little things like if you're building a community, writing handwritten notes or making phone calls instead of sending a text, uh, sending a um, evite in or like some kind of digital invitation or a handwritten invitation um, versus a um, just another Facebook inv- invite, like different things like that, that just show you're setting yourself apart from um, other types of community. There's a lot of noise out there. And if you can um, show your intentionality, um, I'm really a big believer in going deeper rather than wider. And so when I look at, I look at my um, life and I see, that I'm feeling maybe a little bit lonely in the season. It's probably because I'm casting my net really, really wide and not focusing on the relationships right around me. And so, um, fourth would be communication. Uh, that goes back to the truth and grace thing. It's so important for us to communicate with the people that we're building a life around and that we're doing, doing life with and, um, in, in building a community with. And if we only are always gracious, then we become an echo chamber and we just um, become passive. But if we only ever speak truth to one another, then we feel like uh, we feel pretty stubborn. And sometimes we're going to be the ones that get it wrong. So we have to kind of balance this truth and grace thing. And that's the dance that I'm constantly, constantly trying to perfect. And the only way to do that is through being plugged in the word and being active in my prayer life. And then lastly is growth. Um, a healthy, uh, a sign of a healthy community is that they're growing together. 
We don't want to stay stagnant. We don't want to just stay the same person we were year after year. Um, we want to see change in our in our own lives. And my dad always says, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. And that could not be um, more accurate. And we see this in the life of the disciples because they were surrounded um, by other people that were following Jesus and they were moved and and they became, um, they were just ordinary people, but they had extraordinary um, purpose because of who they followed and who they surrounded themselves with. And so we want to um, be a community like that and also want to encourage other communities like that if um, Wine Courage is not for you. That's awesome. Cool. So just to recap, we've got number one, which is building community. Uh, Number two is being welcoming um, and allowing people not to feel judged. Uh, Number three is hospitality and generosity. And let that be what sets you apart. Number four, we've got communication. So making sure that we're balancing truth and grace uh, with the ones around us and in our community. And then number five is growth. So um, I love what you've said. Uh, A sign of a healthy community is one that you're growing together. And I think that's absolutely true. And I I love that. I love all that you've shared. Uh, But I think that's true. If we're not growing, then we're generally going backwards. So Um, If we can surround ourselves with the people that um, will tell us the truth uh, when we're not growing, but gracefully help us back on track, um, I think you've got the right balance there. So can you share with us, Lexi, how do you incorporate God into your business and kind of the mission um, that you're on in day-to-day life, let's say? Absolutely. Um, For me, um, Building content is something that I never thought I would do. Um, I'm not a great writer. I definitely failed in the English department in about every um, every testing practice there was, SATs, ACTs. I don't know what the testing systems are like in um, Australia or the UK, but when we're trying to get into college, we have these tests and I, I scored the lowest on English. And so for me to be writing anything um, with email or, uh, content, it just is, is mind blowing and it's totally God. So, um, I first, uh, try to spend my day, my work day, just getting plugged into the word. I, I know that sounds so, um, cheesy, like get into the word daily. Um, I don't, I fail, um, a lot at this because I've got two little ones, but when I want to really be focused and I really want to add value, um, I seek first the kingdom and I have this little um, phone case on my phone that says, let heaven fill your thoughts. Um, and it's referring to Colossians three, two. And I just love, um, the thought of when we seek first, the kingdom, everything else will kind of fall into place. And so just priorities and how we, um, how we make decisions in the ministry. Um, and honestly, something I'm learning about starting a ministry is it's kind of, I mean, it is being an entrepreneur and it's just not dealing with money the same way. Um, cause you're not looking to necessarily grow this huge net worth from a business. Um, but you're using the same tools, the same, um, you know, this, the same, uh, business yeah. modeling, yeah. but for a different purpose. And that purpose is to benefit others and educate others and pour into them and kind of be a church to some people and fill the gap for people that are not part of a part of a local church. And although our 
the ideal would be that every person that we come in contact with is actively engaged in, in a local church. We know that that's not the case. And so we have to fill, um, we have to fill those gaps. And so, um, being plugged into the word is really, really important. And something I also think is really important is, um, for me, uh, having, um, having accountability is really, really important to me. So I have a team around me that I'm constantly bouncing ideas off of. And I also have submitted myself to the authority of my local church. And so I've given them um, permission to call me out when I need to be called out, um, call out our doctrine or theology or our teachings in any way that they feel necessary. And so um, really, really just... Um, strive to be a church, uh, be a ministry that is, um, is a parachurch ministry that works alongside the church and points people to the local church, because we believe that the local church is the hope of the world. And so incorporating God is just really a part of everything that we do. And our, I would say our number one goal is just to win people over to the, um, the incredible grace that is, um, from Jesus and comes with knowing the, the true gospel and knowing that, um, faith comes through, um, through grace alone. And it's nothing that we could have done, um, or could ever do to earn favor with God, but that because he loves us, we can't help but worship him with our lives. And so that is the the whole message that we're trying to get across. And so God is a big front and center of everything that we do. That's awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. And um, finally, can you share with us um, your Bible verse for this season and why? Uh, yes. Um, Ephesians 3.20 is um, my current go-to or kind of um, our rallying cry at the ministry. It is um it is saying now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine according to the power that is at work within us. And that just tells me where I am weak. He is strong, where I am a total failure. He's going to show up. And when I just turn my face towards God, instead of the worries of the world, he is going to do immeasurably more than I could ever think. And I've just seen that be so true. Um, and, He's, he even uses, um, my failures and my weaknesses to make his glory known. And in a time where we're seeing a lot of leaders fail us and even Christian leaders, um, recent news coming out that has, um, been heartbreaking. It's just to remind us not to idolize or put on pedestals people that don't deserve to be on there, um, but to be moved by their work, yes, um, but to put them um, in place of God, no. And so I'm always just kind of thinking, um, where can I make God greater in myself less? And I'm just so thankful to have watched him just move over and over again when I thought I had totally failed or have totally missed the mark um, where he just is able to show up and do what only he can do. And I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. Cool. You shared so much uh, amazingness with our listeners today. Thank you so much. And what a story. And I really hope that um, this just explodes for you now, Um, not in the way of, bad explosion but people hear the message and um, that you're able to meet those people who are um, needing something a little bit different to what might be seen as the norm 
um, I think that's really great and um, good on you as well. I mean, we are moving into the Christian women in leadership space now and um, what you've shown us through what you've shared with your story um, is a natural born leader. Um, and you're right, you do need the entrepreneur skills. You do need to know about marketing and how to set things up and yada, yada. But without all that, the main thing that you need is courage just to have a go, right? Mm. Like no matter what it is. Um, yes. And you're on a, a mission bigger than yourselves, which is how we describe leaders because people are like, oh, what do you mean by leader? Like, is it a corporate leader? Is it a pastoral leader? It's like, well, a leader to us is anyone who's on a bigger mission than herself. Um, and you are for sure on a bigger mission than yourself. So um, I know mm, that all of you. our women who are in leadership, who are listening, will be inspired by you. Um, and I just encourage you, if you are that person listening, like to give it a go. If God's planted something in your heart, be it business or be it ministry or business ministry, um, just take that step and have a go and be obedient with the vision, the dream that God's given you. Uh, whether it's make, for making a profit or not, we champion both. Um, and Lexi's story is just such an encouragement for you, for you to go out and take that first step and, um, and, and do it. Just have a go. Um, so can you share with us, Lexi, where can our listeners find you? Absolutely. We're at winecourage.com. You can email me directly, Lexi at winecourage.com, L-E-X-I at winecourage.com. Um, you can listen to our podcast on um, the Wine Courage podcast. And we are also on Instagram at Wine Courage. Awesome. And we've popped all the details for that as well um, in the podcast show notes. So if you're driving, you can go and check those out later. Well, thank you so much for coming um, on the podcast, Lexi. It's been absolutely beautiful to hear your story. Sarah Jane, thank you so much for having me. Your questions are amazing. Um, the women that you're leading are so blessed to have you um, just sharing with them um, and putting together resources. Sometimes um, when women are thinking about dreams or goals or visions that God's put on their heart, it's always what's the next step. And I think that what you're doing in your ministry is kind of that resource, that lifeline that says this is your next step. And so thank you for being a resource to women and just to having me on the show. And just so everyone knows, we are doing a back to back um, podcast recording. So Sarah Jane will also be on my podcast as well. So um, if you are a follower of hers and you love listening to her um, and maybe you hear her often talking to others and hearing their story, this is going to be a really fun way to have, um, have an opportunity to hear more of her story. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, that's lovely. I can't wait. All right. You are listening to the Christian Women and Business and Leadership podcast show. And we'll catch you next time. The Christian Women in Business podcast is proudly supported by the Administration Agency, administrationagency.com.au.